Welcome to Moments in Truth. I'm your host, G.T. Stikes. The purpose of Moments in Truth is to give you a few minutes of encouragement by providing simple truths from God's Word, identified and explained from a biblical worldview. Now today, we are in the seventh lesson of 12 lessons on how to love one another from the one another passages provided in Scripture. Now these passages are primarily in relation to the gospel believer learning to love and support other gospel believers. However, much of what we learn will also teach us to be more humble, more kind, and more loving to those also outside of the body of Christ. Now, if you noticed the title of today's episode, you might find it humorous. Don't bite. But there is good context for why I chose that as today's title. So let's begin And today we're going to be over in Galatians chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to open them up and join me in Galatians chapter 5. If not, just listen as I read, and I'm going to be reading verses 14 and 15, which says, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, but... If you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. All right, bite and devour. You know, what is this talking about? Well, let's dig a little further into this text. In fact, let's backtrack to verse 13 to begin with a little bit more context. So this is the Apostle Paul writing to the churches in Galatia. And these churches were focused on less on their faith in God, and instead they put their efforts into drawing close to God by their works, by doing good things, and even following the Mosaic law from the Old Testament. And Paul is writing to help correct their thinking and their practices. Now, we know that salvation is by faith alone and not by good works. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. However, good works or doing good things is a product of living obediently to God. You know, the more that we learn to love in the manner that God instructs us, the more that we enjoy loving and serving others. Now, let's look at verse 13 of Galatians chapter 5. It says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Now, gospel believers have been called to liberty. Now, what is this liberty? Well, the Greek word that is used for liberty here means a license to do what you should do. And make note of that word, should do. Now, the Jews were limited in the Old Testament by what they could do under the Mosaic Law. Once Jesus Christ came and died for mankind's sin, there was a new law forged for gospel believers to use their God-given creativity to love others and do good for them. Now, the problem was, and is still a problem today, that many gospel believers will take this liberty and assume that they can live for God, and they can worship God, and they can honor 
God in any way that they want because they have the license to do so. But that is not the case. If we live in any manner that we want claiming Christian liberty, we automatically reject other portions of Scripture that instruct us to live by how God teaches. Think about it this way. When you have a child who lives in a strict household, that child grows up knowing the law of the land and abides by those laws. Now, when the child grows and leaves the home, you typically see one of two things happening. The now young adult will either continue living a more structured lifestyle as they have been taught, or they will use their newfound liberties to push out their boundaries in order to try new things and sometimes in order to rebel against things that they have long since not had the opportunity to. Now notice in verse 13 that we are not to use our liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Now under the law, mankind was restricted to the ways that they could serve God. But now that we are not under the law, we have thousands of ways that we can be an encouragement to others to serve and to love each other and even to glorify the Lord. And this is a wonderful opportunity that God has given us. Let's not waste these opportunities. All right, let's look at verse 14. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And we are to love our neighbor how? As ourself. How much do you love yourself? How much do you care for yourself? How often do you seek to fulfill your own needs? Even how much do you pray for yourself? That is how we are to love our neighbor. Now, for the big question, who is our neighbor? Most of us have a next-door neighbor, someone living in close proximity to our living quarters. But neighbor here in the Greek means really anyone whether they are saved or unsaved, whether they live next door to you or they are a stranger on the street, and whether or not they are your Christian brother or sister. Now look again with me at verse 15. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. So there were two groups of people in the churches in Galatia. One group wanted to live strictly by the Mosaic Law, the Old Covenant. They wanted to follow it to the letter of the law, just like the Pharisees taught them. And then you had another group who wanted to use Christian liberty instead of the Mosaic Law. Now, what this was doing was dividing the churches. The law-abiding side wanted to force everyone into compliance to how they believed they should act and live— And the liberty side wanted everyone to engage in their freedom to do as they wanted. And with one side wanting it one way and the other side wanting it another, there was no grace given, no compassion, no allowances for any differences. Instead, they were biting at each other. They were being hostile in their words and in their attitude towards each other. 
Now, this takes us back to the church that split because of the color of the carpet. How can God's word grow and be nurtured in this kind of congregation? It can't. You know, Paul here is trying to help these churches see that if they continue to bite at each other, they will destroy their testimonies to those outside of the church. People will not look in and see followers of Christ. They will see embittered people who fight and yell and who are cold-hearted towards each other, who are determined to have their way, which is the complete opposite of what Jesus' design was for the family unit. So what is our takeaways? Well, I have two primary takeaways today to start working on applying. First, how do you use your Christian liberty? Now, do you use it in order to help and encourage others? Do you use it in order that you may find ways to glorify the Lord more? Or do you use it in order that you may find loopholes in getting away with what you want to do the most? Now, good practice is to be cautious of the liberties that we have in Christ. Just because we are allowed to do something in our culture does not mean that we should embrace it. Even when many other Christians in our culture are jumping on board, when you are thinking about doing something new, don't just ask your friends or coworkers or classmates what they think. Begin by asking God what he thinks and ask that God would give you scripture to guide you in the right direction. And then don't be afraid to ask for spiritual guidance or counsel from a biblical leader in your life. Now, this should be someone who isn't just a Christian, but one who uses the Bible to support what and why they believe and practice even what they believe. Now, the second takeaway is thinking about our neighbors. How do you treat your neighbors? How do you treat people when you are out and about? Are you kind? Are you gracious? Do you show the love that God has for you to them? Well, a helpful hint in loving people in the world is to practice loving them as God loves you. Now, this may take you on a journey through the scriptures to see exactly how that is, and that would make for a great study. I would encourage you to do that. And what about your brothers and sisters in Christ? How do you treat them? Where does your spiritual family rank in your prayer life? Now, do you make preferences or favorites in your family? Work on loving everyone equally. A great way to learn to love your spiritual family more is to forgive even when they don't ask or even think that they need to ask for forgiveness. Forgive them for their faults against you and keep them in prayer. We should not bite at someone because they bit at us. We should show them grace, forgiveness, love, and encouragement. Now, I'm going to say this again. These are not easy things for everyone to do, but they are very important things. Let me pray for you today. Lord God and Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray for the listeners. I pray for the listeners as they meditate on Galatians chapter 5, verses 14 through 15 today. I pray that you would help them as they work on loving their neighbors just as much as they love themselves. 
I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen the relationships of the listeners with those in their spiritual family. Help them to understand and to have more understanding even towards each other, Lord. Help them to be loving and encouraging towards one another. Lord, I pray that when disagreements arise, help them to be quick to listen, quick to give grace, quick to forgive, and very slow to wrath, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would give the listeners understanding this week as they seek to put these things into practice and learn how you need to be honored most. Lord, I pray for the listeners as they're out today fighting their spiritual battles. I pray that they would rely on you, that they would come back to you and seek out your word and meditate on your word so that they can use it to fight and to win. Give them grace and strength and help today. In your name, I pray these things. Amen. Don't miss the next episode. We are looking at one small verse, but it is a very important verse. And again, we are going to be back in the book of Galatians. Well, thank you for listening to Moments in Truth with G.T. Stikes. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, we would love for more people to hear the truth of God's word. And you can help us reach more people by sharing, following, and subscribing to this podcast. Please be sure to check today's show notes for links to any additional resources, encouragements, and how you can help this ministry.